business to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multi-million dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Hi, hi. Welcome to today's Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. Today, I am joined by Drew Spaventa. He is the fearless founder and CEO of the Spaventa Group, TSG. And after a decade in finance as an investment manager, managing director, and fund manager, He decided to achieve his vision of creating an investment firm of tomorrow. And we're going to dig in deep to learn more about his journey and what that means from the investment side and the investor side. I know you're going to learn a thing or two here, and I know it will spark something in you. Make sure that you are always thinking about way to diversify your wealth and There is so much more beyond the company that you are building today. So I encourage you to lift your head, look around, get out of the day-to-day of your business. If you haven't had those really great conversations about wealth planning strategy or any objective viewpoint about what's out there uh, from a coaching standpoint of what's next for your business and your team, make sure you reach out because that's what we talk about here at iEvolve Consulting with a lot of the companies and founders and owners that we are coaching. We've been doing so much team development and 2024 planning. It's been really great. One of my favorite exercises that we've been doing with the team is to create their dream organization. And when you hear from your team and we're able to draw out to all of the perspective that is already right in front of you within your team. It's really a wild and awesome exercise. So reach out if you haven't done any 2024 planning. If not, just thanks for being here and enjoy the conversation with Drew today. Keep evolving, entrepreneur. I am so, so proud of you. Welcome, Drew. How are you today? Doing amazing. How are you, Annette? I'm great. Thank you. I'm so happy you're here. And we're really excited to share your story and learn more about you. So where shall we begin? Fill us in from the beginning. You can rewind as far back as you'd like to go. Oh, sweet. Well, I was born in 1986. No, seriously. Yeah, Um, yeah, I I always like to see where people go with that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, a lot of people know my story. Uh, Single parent, you know, my dad wasn't around, grew up on welfare and all that stuff. I, I always articulated as you know americanized poverty i guess for lack of a better word because in america i don't think there's really true poverty like there are in third world countries so i so I, oh, I always have to throw in the americanized in there but uh yep had a single mom and welfare and food stamps and all bad neighborhoods all that good stuff uh from there and going into my 20s i always wanted to own businesses not just a business but several businesses i, I always liked the idea 
of putting groups of people together, organizing. I like the challenges, the obstacles that it faces. Uh, and it was really something I was always interested in, but obviously I didn't have a network. I didn't have money or anything like that. So as I reached my late teens into early 20s, I picked up something that I was really passionate about, and that was DJing. So eventually over the years and within, you know, this is going back into like the late 2000s now, okay. started my DJ company, started working for other, into, you know, other DJ companies and everything like that, purchased my own equipment. Then I started doing gigs myself. And as I started making money, that's when I started investing. And at that time, you know, the market crashed and as it started perking up again, and we started really entering this, this massive bull market that we've really been in for the last 11 years. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought I was, you know, it, you know, I'm day trading and I'm swing trading and all that good stuff. So uh, eventually, and I know it's pretty cliche, uh, one of my clients was actually a very successful stockbroker on Long Island, took me under his, under his wing, mentored me in, you know, building my own book of business and everything like that. So I started my journey of getting licensed, getting into finance, learning everything that I could about all the various asset classes, eventually financial planning, the whole nine yards, uh, unfortunately, my my mentor at the time, uh, that relationship did not end well. He wound up screwing me over with certain things, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, nearly 12 years ago now. Uh, mm -hmm. There, as I built my career as a broker and then a financial advisor and a fund manager, eventually going in and managing, being a managing director of a small cap uh, hedge fund about, based out on the West Coast, I decided that I finally wanted to launch my own firm. And I wanted to take advantage of this new asset class, and that was venture capital secondaries. And that's pretty much where we are today. Uh, several years ago, I launched a company that bears my name. And the reason why I launched it to bear my name is because typically when you're not a well-known company like a Morgan Stanley or a Merrill Lynch or a JP Morgan or a Goldman, and you're looking to do business, the first thing that people are going to look at is who's running it, right? So I thought the easy thing to do was, you know what, name it after me <clears throat> and I can make this the place that, you know, you could go to if you're looking for, uh, you know, to build a career with this place to generate wealth. Obviously, we want to bring in investors, be able to earn a return for them as well. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I mean, VC secondaries have been our bread and butter. We also have since since the launch of my firm four years ago, we do have a registered investment advisor now. We also have an insurance agency. So that's rocking and rolling. So we have multiple lines of businesses within yep. this, you know, uh, this company that is named after me. So I know that's been a little bit loaded, but uh, I've had a crazy No, it's day. great. And it's we've great. Had, we've had a long journey over the last four years alone. So as it stands, we've built a, a really solid name for ourselves in VC secondaries. We've invested in companies like Airbnb, SoFi, uh, SpaceX is one of our holdings, uh, and the list goes on. I mean, crypto exchanges, we've been got involved in military defense, uh, Impossible Foods, a plant-based company. So a lot of these large brand names that a lot of people know we are investors in on a secondary right. basis. Right. Just use that success to leverage it and launch financial planning and get into insurance and provide our investors other avenues aside just, uh, you know, VC uh, opportunities. That's great. You know, it, it's interesting and, and congratulations on all of your growth and your journey and really um, believing in yourself and knowing what you wanted to do and then kind of reinvesting and looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's interesting when you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, they know their trade really well, but they, a lot of them don't know how money works, right? Or how to get the right money. You know, 
my entrepreneurial journey started with a banking foundation. So I understand money, but a lot of business owners don't. So when you're out there in the VC space, like what's your best advice right now to business owners that are really in that solid growth mode and might need uh, investor money and capital? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what type of business it is. You know, you're not going to get the, the hard truth is you're not going to get VC money unless a VC thinks that they could 100x their investment. You know what I mean? So unfortunately, a lot of the so-called small businesses, the mom and pops, mm-hmm. it's not going to get that access to that type of capital. The only way you're going to be able to get that access to that type of capital is if you have a good idea, you have a shown product, because obviously we're talking about VC, not angel investing, where mm-hmm. you're just investing into really the idea with really no uh, uh, actual product or at least actual revenue, right. right? So it really comes down to if you're if you have a company that you're looking to get into the next stage, it really comes down to networking and going with VCs that are actually going to help you grow the company. And it re- again, it really comes down to your network. Where I come in is I'm not di- investing directly in the company per se, so it's not technically VC. I'm just buying shares from selling shareholders. But we look okay. to approach our companies. And are very meticulous in what we decide to go into. Because at this point, you know, 10 years ago, there was only a handful of VC secondaries going on. And the reason for that thing is all these companies are staying private a lot longer. You have investors that are looking for liquidity. So that's where a firm like money comes in. Now we have, you know, over 1,500 companies, 2,000 companies seeking secondaries. So how do you know which one is you're going to put your money behind where there's going to be at least enough meat on the bone so your investors could return, uh, get a return on their investment once and if a company decides to eventually have an IPO and, and all that good stuff. So we've only invested in a few companies over the last few years. So we're extremely meticulous what we decide to go into. But uh, but that's my answer. When it comes to the VC stuff, if you are a, a founder and you're looking to bring to your company to the next stage and it is going to require capital, yeah, it's going to be extremely difficult, but you're going to have to show a, pro, a, a a, a good product. You're going to have to show some sort of revenue because you're not you're not at the angel investing stage anymore. And then on right. top of that, it really comes to your network because you don't want to just get a, a check. You want somebody to come on your board and actually help you and provide uh, their network, their expertise, and at least be a value add aside from you know handing you a check, be a value add by providing knowledge and other things that you might not know that you do now know uh, mm-hmm. to help you grow your company. Right. Absolutely. So as you've been kind of studying and watching um, these businesses uh, hands on and from afar, you know, what's a striking moment when you really uh, just identified a business or a leader that was doing something just extraordinary? Yeah, I mean... I hate being me sometimes because it's hard to shut off my brain, but I mean, what it comes <laughs> down to is I have a list of anything that I, I think might be an opportunity and I track it for some time before deciding. And, you know, that list always starts here. And as time goes on, it mm-hmm. right. So in order for me to come in to make an investment, obviously, there has to be selling shareholders. So there has to be supply. That's number one. Uh, I have to have a network to be able to get me to that supply. That's number two. And then number three, it just comes down to the opportunity that I like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So a lot of these companies have good founders. And one of the things that you want to look at, especially once these companies hit the later stage and now they're multi-billion dollar companies and you're wondering, all right, if I come in now, can this company still three to five X once it's going public? 
uh, there's a few characteristics. You know, you could look at the founder. Have they had successful exits before? How's the growth of the company too? Because sometimes before you make an investment, you might not have access to really sensitive uh, data like financials until after. Right. The so there's certain things that you have to really weigh before making that investment. And I hate to say it, and not a lot of people do because they want to sound smarter than they really are. Um, mm -hmm. The story is always number one, because I can tell mm -hmm. you this much. I've dealt with family offices and other forms of uh, investment companies that they'll say they, they want a specific name. And just out of morbid curiosity, I say, well, listen, if you don't have access to any of the data, why do you want the specific name? And it really comes down to the story, right? Mm -hmm. So in order for me to make an investment in something, put it into my fund, and then offer it to my investors, it has to have a, a top brand. It has to have really good brand awareness. Uh, it has to show a lot of growth for us to go in. It has to be fundamentally sound. It mm -hmm. has to be led by a really good management team. And then to top it off, uh, like I said, once there's time for this company to have a liquidity event, we have to see that there's opportunity at least three to five X. You know, coming in at a later stage, the likelihood of you getting 100 X, it, it ain't happening. Right. But you also at least alleviate a lot of that risk because you're not right. coming into a company that just started yesterday. So you have to balance that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what really I do. And that's why I've invested in some of those names uh, that that I rattled off because you got to understand your thesis and uh, realize, all right, paint your scenarios, bear, base, and bull. Diversify your investments because obviously not all of them are going to work out. Mm -hmm. And when you go behind something, if you're going to put your money to work on risk capital, you might as well go with something that you think has the best possible chance of getting you an exponential return. And that really comes down to, like I said, story and market sentiment and saying, by the time this company does go public, if it does go public, of course, mm -hmm. is the sentiment going to be there to drive demand to get this valuation to where we need it to be so my investors go walk away with a smile on their face? Right. Now, are you seeking or are people seeking you on both both you, you know, making the investment and then the investors coming to you? What does both. that look like? Both, yeah, both. Kind of people, thing. yeah, people seek opportunity and right. you know, um, I, I lose business from time to time because people are searching for a specific name, but I don't want to put my name on it. So right, I right, right, that's right. not something we're doing, but we do have always have certain investors that are willing and able to make some sort of investment in an opportunity that we have. Right. And then we launch, you know, uh, a special purpose vehicle because that's what, that's how we package our investments. We say, listen, here's an SPV. The main asset within this SPV is ABC. Uh, we provide an investor memorandum, the outlining our complete investment thesis, the reason why we're getting into this company. And then it's up to the investor whether they want to actually allocate their capital into it or not. That's great. That's great. So... What what are you saying as the pulse on the economy right now? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, we had the craziest inflation in 40 years. And that. so here's what I'll say. And, you know, I I'm always the type of person that I could speak about all the taboo st uh, stuff in the world. You know, I'll speak about mm -hmm. religion, politics, whatever it is, anything controversial or polarizing without getting heated. And the fact of the matter is. People on the left want to blame Trump for inflation, for spending all this money, you know, $8 trillion, whatever the amount was, I, I forget. But And then people on the right want to, want to blame Biden. The bottom line is what people need to understand, it doesn't matter who was president at the time. It doesn't matter what the administration was in 2020. The bottom line is decisions were made 
to pump money into the economy because we had the 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 worst uh, epidemic in over a hundred years, a once in a lifetime thing. So right. it doesn't matter what the administration was. The fact of the matter is they made the best decision at that point in time, regardless of who was in office. A ton of money was pumped into the economy. In addition to that, you had a lot of people that really didn't need the money. Yes, there were people that did, mm -hmm. but a lot of people didn't. You know how we know mm -hmm. that? Because a lot, historic amount of retail trading volume went mm -hmm. into the stock market. Mm -hmm. I think at one point, there was about 25% of daily trading volume was attributable to retail investors. Mm -hmm. So then what happens? You have all these overblown valuations. It, it was just a recipe for disaster. It was a, it was a recipe for into 2021, having uh, all these companies, their valuations get severely hit. And then on top of that, inflation tracking up because now you just pump so much more money in the economy. And then obviously now we're raising interest rates. So as it stands, it's coming down. They, the Fed say they're going to, I mean, it's it's all manipulation, right? Right. Uh, but at, at the bare bones minimum, that's, you know, I, I say the, the quiet part, I guess, because people want to blame either side. But the bottom line is it's not something that we could have got away with. And at the end of the day, that's the reason why asset classes were so uh, uh, surge because you had all this free money going out and people would just didn't know what to do with it and they were just buying it. So as it stands right now, apparently inflation's a little bit under control, but it, it changes on a monthly basis and a quarterly basis. And I think yeah. I, I never try to pinpoint things short term because nobody knows. knows. Right. Big assumptions. I always like to look long term. What I think is going to happen over the next two to five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I leave it at that. Yeah. Well, and there's always opportunity out there. It just you just have to find them and what what kind of pocket of the economy it's in. So, okay, so as we wrap up here, what what keeps you going as an entrepreneur? Well, I mean, my my financial services firm it really has multiple different companies, so it's not like one cohesive business. It's multiple mm -hmm. businesses within a business. You know, right. like I said I have a, a financial planning firm which has its own regulation and its own uh, set of uh, right. ways to be monetized and um, you know procedures, for lack of a better word. Right, lots of them. An, yeah. Then we have an insurance agency that has its own set of regulation, its own yes. procedures. Then we have the VC side, which is even. Uh, or should I say my alternative fund side, because we are getting into real estate as well. So that has its own set of regulation and everything. So the the thing with me is, for some reason, I enjoy the challenge. I The, the more stuff that's on my plate, the happier I am. Mm -hmm. The part where I start losing my stuff is when I have tech problems on the computer, hence why I can't <laughs> yeah. do with this. Like that's me when, earlier. Oh my that's goodness. That's like the littlest thing that yeah. rolls me over, that sends me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> some, something as simple as that. If I go in to have some coffee in the morning and I realize there's no more milk, it's stuff like so simple <laughs> like that, like that, that will make me blow my lid. Other than that, the reason why, as I said, when we started this, Annette, uh, I, I do like the challenge. You know, it, it kind of gives me a sense of purpose. And, and again, you know, I, I like building a, an organization where we employ, we have a lot of uh, people employed. I like employing people. We have over 40 yeah. people working here now. Yeah, uh, we have a, a lot more people in the pipeline. And again, we've only been around for just under four years, but we've attained a, a considerable amount of success and our reputation in the VC second day, secondary space is stellar. And I think over the next you know five to 10 years, my firm uh, has a lot of room for growth and a lot of other places to be. So stay tuned.
That's great. Congratulations. And thanks for sharing everything here with us. Tell us where we can find you, learn more about you, learn more about the company. Yep. The website's the best thing in 2023 going into 2024, www.tsginvest.com. So www.tsginvest.com. By the time this comes out, we're probably going to have a restructured website because we're going to be adding a ton of more content and everything like that to make it really rope people in. Uh, But that's the best way to find us, www.tsginvest.com. Awesome. Drew, thanks so much for being here. It was a pleasure chatting with you. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me in it. Till next time. Of course. Bye-bye. Wow, what an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.